0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: And good morning. Welcome into a rainy edition, a rainy Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. We need some rain here, so that is good to see. 205-342-9904. If you want to get in on the show with us this morning, our Twitter is at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. The email for the show is Wimp at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can download the Tide One Hundred Point Nine app to your smartphone. There's a chat box in there. You can send us some messages there. But more importantly, if you want to listen to the game tomorrow, uh, if you're traveling or whatever, it's great to have the app right there on your smartphone. As we get before we get started here, we want to thank our great sponsor, uh, Yellowwood. If it has to last. It has to be tough with standing the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood for projects that stands up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head down to your local dealer for the Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine and lumber that takes against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. You can always remember Noah: if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning?
2: Uh, doing okay, Barry. Um, we're going to have, a, I think, a good show today. Nate Oates, as we have, have
3: mentioned earlier, will be on at seven thirty. They play tonight um, against Indiana State at seven o'clock. Uh, for you guys who are older, we're going to have Ozzie Newsome on today. I talked to Ozzie last night, called him at home. He's going to be on at eight thirty. Nice. Barry's got to go. Got to leave at uh, eight o'clock. So between eight and eight fifteen, if you won't call me. Uh, but I'll be here alone. Uh, eight fifteen Sonny's gonna be on he says he is. And then at eight thirty, Ozzy Newsom who were one of the great players in the history of Alabama football. will be on T Ozzie and I have been uh, been friends for a long time. He's from Muscle Shows, played at Leeton, was it Carver County High School in Leeton, Alabama? Uh, you know, it's on the on the back of the welcome signs come again. It's so it's so small, so uh, should be a, a, a decent show for us today. Not a whole lot to talk about. The Virginian and Louisville played last night, and Virginia stayed right in there with them and played uh, really well. Uh, Louisville ended up winning 31-24. The Paris Jones kid got hurt and was taken off in an ambulance. Um, later found out that uh, he did have some movement. He had no movement at all when he was on the field. Uh, looked really bad. I mean, it probably still is a little bit bad. But uh, he, he was injured. But Louisville won that game coming from behind, or tied uh, 31-24 against Virginia. I, I don't really know what to say about this because they got to have some players. But Bryce Young and his group went one and eight last night, losing to the Bears 16 to 13. Uh, Bryce's I don't i don't know that he's struggling their team is struggling i think it's the best way to put it i haven't watched him enough to really make a comment here or there so um their team is certainly struggled at one and eight and hopefully he can he he can get it going of course your Boo birds are out by the truck blows because these are the number one draft choice and they're all booing and they at this stuff bill self who has been a great coach at uh, at kentuck and kansas excuse me uh signed a big Contract, I forgot how much it was. Doesn't really matter. But uh, he's going to finish career his career at Kansas. I don't think he'll coach anywhere else. He might go to the pros. Doubt it. But uh, he's been a great coach there, and he is out. Uh, going to be out. It's going to be there for for good. Texas quarterback is uh, Quinn. Years is is come recovered and ready to go. Jaden Daniels is off the um, injury list, and he's uh, probable for this game. Of this weekend against Florida. Um, outside of that, Barry may have some things he wants to talk about. He's welcome to do so. We can discuss anything. or welcome your calls.
1: Um, is that that's not true? But uh, we'll get to uh, the Yellowwood Hotline, and we'll bring. I was I was talking to Noah there, uh, and bring Roy into the show. Good morning, Roy.
4: Good morning. Oh. Barry, you're not gonna say Roy Kramer. Okay, you're just gonna say Roy. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: I did I didn't know it was Joe. I saw Roy Kramer come
4: up in the
5: chat box. Oh okay.
4: and I, I, I Barry, yes, if uh if Ole Miss doesn't score more than four I mean, more than fourteen, I may have to change my call letters to Roy Kramer fourteen. <laughs> there
1: you go. 14.
4: Uh, Question for you, Barry. What was Jack's second?
1: uh you know it, he looked at several but they you know baseball to me it uh they've changed the rules too they um they they commit so early so i you know when he went down to auburn it seemed like a perfect fit so i, I don't know that they're really he didn't let it go too far because that kind of happened kind of fast so to say who is second i don't know i'd have to ask him that to be quite honest with you but okay. uh, but anyway, um,
4: okay. I've got a question for O. Okay, I have. I didn't get to see him play the other night, and but he mentioned the other day. I was reading one of his press comments. There's a kid that kind uh, of clowny, uh, clowny like, you know, on, on, on this team, a freshman. Yeah, you know, that, that's uh, Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah. Oh, okay, and and I, I know Walters and Crosby can shoot the eyes out, but just see if you'll answer this, ask him if he's had one guy that's been a very pleasant surprise in you guys, other than Nelson, of course, but, but, you know, Nelson's a strong man, so, you know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, and Nils-
1: Nelson's had enough. Uh, he's played
3: enough to where you kind of know what you oh, yeah. get in there. The yeah, I know what you get. Yeah. yeah, I think you got him. There's a difference here. There's a difference here, Charlie. They can practice now, uh, you know. We we had, we couldn't start practice till October the fifteenth when I was coaching. Stu practice, you know, you can practice, 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 practice. All they really know their team much better than cause he's got a new team. But uh, he he did start three starters, uh, three starters started that played last year. Pringle Pringle started and and um, well, started. Well, I was I thought you were
4: going to tell it. Nobody never tells it anymore. I thought you were going to tell it yesterday. You know, you touched on the uh, uh, Gold Watch and the Cadillac. Yeah. But the real the real truth is I thought you were going to tell it. And and Bryant said it. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, Goose Tree and him used to write about it all the time back in our day. You you know that. Uh, he I,
3: couldn't I, don't, beat, I don't know anything. Just tell me what, what you want to tell me. He
4: couldn't beat
3: Neyland. Yeah, and he knew Kentucky wouldn't put up with it. All right. Well, I don't know that he he didn't beat him. Um, right. He did get he did and basketball wasn't forefront. He and, he and coach he and Adolf Rupp. Um, uh, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a fake or anything like that. It was they were really um, they had the they had we always had the party for him. Um, um or go blank. Yeah, and had him and. I was fortunate enough to go, but they, you know, they they were friends. I, I, I not being able to beat Bob Nader was was, was hard for him where he was, and uh, Kentucky didn't get quite the players they needed to get, and they were in a bad yeah. spot. And younger. boy, he and that's why the Tennessee Cigar thing is so big. That's yeah, that, that yeah, that well, I know all about that. I don't, I'm not a uh, uh, I, I'm not a Goose Tree fan, so you can tell what you to. Oh. <laughs> Well, okay, but
4: anyway, that's what I've always – let me just say it that way,
3: yeah. you know. I mean, I, Goose I, uh, Street started smoking the, the, the cigars, and it, and it caught on. And that, that's how he started it. you're exactly right.
4: Yeah,
3: and and, and Bryant
4: had it for the Tennessee, because, I mean, you know, Bryant, he tried all he could to beat him,
3: but he never could. You know, yeah. he did some great games. He got him some great games. He did, and when he moved to, when he moved to A&M State there a while, he he switched back to Alabama and yeah. kept most of the well, people you are, he cared about there. You always tell it like it is, and I, I really thought you were going to go there for a minute yesterday. I really did. I, I thought you were going to well, go there. Well, I, I mentioned it on one show that, that Bob Navey, Bob, it was difficult to beat, beat him, but... Um, it was difficult in Tennessee you know, we had, we have stretches with the Tennessee game where Alabama's won about ten or twelve, whatever they won in a row and, and Tennessee won about nine or ten in a row. It's been kind, right. of a, kind of a deal where everybody's winning for a long period of time and those other fans are upset and it comes a huge that's, that's the reason it stayed a huge game.
4: Well let me ask you this, Wimp. Was Roy Kramer the closest thing we ever had to a college football commissioner? You
3: agree with that comment? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think probably Roy Kramer got it going, got started. When you do that, you get disliked real quick. But uh, I thought Roy did a really good job. He's a smart guy. He tried to organize it in the right way. It's the very beginning of, of trying to organize things in the SEC. So Roy gets the, a lot of credit. Yeah, and what people right. forget this about him, or him just the COVID,
4: nine eleven. He said on Wednesday after Monday's nine eleven that we were gonna have college football that weekend. Yeah, I and mean, we did. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, we had to get on with our lives. We had to go on and do what
3: we, you know, we couldn't stop, and yeah. he did it. Yeah. And you know, very very and, uh, difficult though when you're if it, very very difficult if your son was in that plane. That's right. That's right. Very very very. But he did that,
4: and compared to COVID. It went no through, it would not and
1: it was done two days later, and yep. everybody played on Saturday. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, thanks, uh, you Joe. Appreciate David it. John, thanks for your uh, call. Thank, thank, you. Call. thank you, you. Thank you, Roy. Um, don't, don't be. <laughs> Roy He put it Roy Kramer. Uh, he was Roy Kramer. All right, we get to break here. Got to
3: have some age on you remember
1: all that. Uh, Being reported on ESPN that the Big Ten will uh, make an announcement early this afternoon, so I don't okay. know. We'll see what that that says uh, about Whether well Jim Harbaugh get on the plane or not, Uh, we'll see. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Ricevine Road. Eventually, it's going to cool down uh, here in the Tuscaloosa area. You want to get your winter stuff down. Just go ahead and get it cleaned. uh, So when it does turn cold, you'll have it ready to go. If you want to give them a call, and set this up, 205-391-0034. You're to Tide 100.9. to see home of Alabama Sports.
6: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck reported on Lurling Southbound on the bridge. The two left lanes are blocked. We've got a dump truck that's lost a load of gravel on Wire Road near Dudley Road in Coaling. You'll have to seek an alternate route. 2468 up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns and Nissan and I'm Captain Ray here's what's trending on the tuscaloosa thread good friday morning 16
7: wildfires are burning across west alabama this morning three in tuscaloosa county one of them is that large fire that burned two homes in the griffin ridge community near brookwood earlier this week the blaze has grown from 125 acres then to 145 acres this morning according to alabama forestry they consider the fire being contained. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media,
0: Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and noticeably
7: cooler today. Look for periods of rain through tonight. The high today 67. Tonight's low 52. Or tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy and very cool. Some rain at times both days. Highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on
5: Tide100.9.com.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, Yellowwood, Bristol Treaty Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to argue the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip.
8: Hey, y'all. But, Morning. Happy Veterans Day weekend. Got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Though. Yeah, we sure we sure do. Hey, that's that's okay. Um, hey, I was going to tell you, man. You guys always have a great show, even if you just sort of in chat mode and visiting with us fans and, and the line of us to call. You always have a great show. I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Um, Saban made a couple of comments this week, and, and I wonder if you agree with him. I I kind of differ with him. But he said the LSU game was Alabama's most complete game of the year. I thought
3: the oldest Miss game was. Well, I think because of looking at the film and really studying what the what they did, offensively and defensively, is fundamentally. I think that's that's kind of the way he felt. I don't know that he felt that you know any other way. But I thought he thought his kids played a lot better and and had shown the progress that they had made through practice. I don't know if that's right, but mm-hmm. that's
8: what he said. So. Well, we're, we're getting into this phase now where uh, Alabama and Georgia, and I'm getting way ahead of myself because I'm worried about tomorrow's game. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But we are, as fans, we tend to fall into this trap of thinking about common opponents. And UGA and Alabama have four common opponents. Um, UGA's played um, Auburn and Kentucky. Alabama's played Ole Miss and Tennessee uh u g a has Ole Miss left tomorrow in Tennessee and then alabama 's got Kentucky tomorrow in auburn and in- if this these two teams continue to win invariably the fans are going to start comparing scores and 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 that's going to be that 's going to be pretty interesting to see what what the fans
3: say well there's two two factors one's to get there to atlanta and then once you get there um very you know, it's talked about maybe even if they beat Georgia, they didn't make it. But because the other places are, and then when you get there, you've got to beat Georgia to to be the final four. So you you got to get there. And and uh, this game tomorrow, people don't talk about it much. But me, I'm always scared of the games. I'm thinking I'm going to win. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair.
1: Well, you know, you bring up another good scenario there. Um... Alabama needs to be Tennessee fans if Georgia could go to Tennessee and lose uh then if they not, if they beat Georgia in the championship game that that will give them room because that the Georgia uh would be out of there so uh you know I guess that they would still have Texas there but if they they need I would pull for Tennessee in that particular game against Georgia uh, you get, get Georgia out of the way. there's one less team you got to worry about because I don't know if there's any way if Georgia. Ran the table and got to the championship game and lost. Would they keep them in the final four? You know, so I think people are wanting Georgia to keep winning, but I think you need them to lose uh, just to eliminate everybody you can in
8: front. Front. Yes. Of, you know. That's correct. That's correct. Because like what I said earlier in the week, everybody's got everybody ahead of Alabama's got three regular season games left. So three times seven. Yeah. It's 20, twenty-one. So they, they Alabama's got to start getting some. That twenty-one knocked down to 13. So, I think it could be a weekend of mayhem. I still like Penn State to give Michigan all they want, especially at State College. I like I like Miami to play maybe their best game of the year in Tallahassee. Uh, it's going to be a good environment. Miami may feed off that more than they do down in Miami. Yeah, I think. I, like, I like, Go ahead.
1: And I I wouldn't count out Utah. Uh, knocking off Washington. thats a, That's So these teams that are above, somebody will lose this weekend. I would just tell you, and just don't let it be you. It's what, what you need
3: to be thinking if you're going to these teams. I, I think the biggest, the biggest question mark that we have is uh, who's coming or if they're coming from the Big 12. We don't have a problem with Pac-10. We don't have a problem with the ACC if they both win. But uh, we do have a problem with the Pac-12. Um, is it Texas? So-
8: no. Yeah, you got, you got that right. You got that right. Tell you, I was going to tell you, I'd like to have whatever Martin's having this morning. Did you hear Martin's prediction on the Alabama-Kentucky game?
1: No, what was
8: it? I think he said 54-10 to 10, Alabama. Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, wow. My question is, you got um, the ruling going to come down with Michigan early this afternoon. Now, they already know what it's going to be, so they're prepared for it. Is that you know? If Harbaugh's been dealing with all that stuff, uh, that could become a distraction at this point. Does that affect their preparation in this Penn State game?
3: Uh, that I think it's I think it's according to the ruling Whether they take Jim out out, out of out of, uh, out of the play as far as coaching or not. I have no idea. I guess I'm dead wrong. I thought they would wait to see if, if Michigan eliminated themselves playing Penn State and Ohio State. So if they're going to come down the ruling today, um, I, I'm guessing you certainly don't want to affect your players. So I, I would say as Jim Harbaugh is not going to be allowed to coach or something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a, it's interesting. Thank you, Philip. Thanks. Phillip. Thank y'all. Have a great one. All right, uh, back down to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey Tom. Morning Barry.
9: Morning Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good, okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having Coach Oates on. Uh, I'm glad to hear from him, especially on game day.
3: I thought you'd be tick I thought you'd be
9: tickled to hear about Ozzie Newsom. Yeah, I am that too. <laughs> I always like to hear uh Ozzie on. You know, he's always telling us something and uh from a general manager's standpoint, which I always find that to be interesting, don't Yeah, we, love, yeah, we
3: got a lot of listeners who who, who have forgotten who Audie Newsom was, I think. So uh, I don't on. know about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That
9: ain't
3: happening. <laughs> okay, I'm, good. I'm a fan. You know what they say? Noah, Noah does. A uh, uh, guy in
9: the in there, he's in the, he doesn't know. No, well, he's got an excuse. I mean, if you wasn't but a twinkle in your daddy's eye, you know, you got an excuse. But uh, yeah. if you were breathing. And I used to know who I was used to. Well, I had to. I, I want to be sure that
3: Noah knew who we had a good guest.
9: Well, you got it, Yeah, you got <laughs> Noah's yawning. Uh... He's
1: yawning back there right now, so I don't think he's impressed. <laughs> okay. thanks. <great.
9: laughs> uh, I I want to say something about the playoffs if I could. Playoffs, playoffs, All right? Yeah. Go yeah, playoffs. Yeah. More. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Playoffs. So smart. laughs> uh, I say this every year, and every year I'm right. and this is the way it is. The committee is going to look and say, who is undefeated? And they're going to discuss that first. First. And then if it's like two undefeated and everybody else, everybody that's got one loss, they're going to talk about the one loss people. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I still believe what you've been saying, Barry. Digger, don't fall out when I say this. But uh, the head-to-head with Texas is uh, is going to be a problem if they don't get beat between now and playoff time.
1: I don't think the committee is – I mean, we talk about it all now, uh, the different scenarios, but I don't really remember a year where it hadn't really worked itself out, where it really yeah, didn't, it it it, we really really didn't even need a committee to get to those teams. Now, everybody – Complains when the games happen and say, oh, "Well, they, you know, TCU shouldn't have been in there." Well, you can say that
3: after the fact, but they yeah. played their way in there. Uh, the last problem day day. Got for the, day the day. problem you have for both of them is you have eight teams that've lost a game. Right.
1: Yeah. But by the time that, they get down to picking it,
9: that is going to be the Booger Bear right there, yep. as you would say, Coach. Yep. Eight teams who lost one be game. Bear. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that's big myself.
9: There you go. And also, I would like for us to uh, be able to figure out what's the guy that wrote the book about Alabama, all that good stuff. Brad, uh, what's his last name? I can't think of it. My God, I'm getting pathetic in my old days. Not John uh,
1: Talty, right?
9: No, no. It's, uh, Brad, uh, I can't think of the name. Anyway, he wrote this great book, and uh, I tried to get y'all to read it. Y'all wouldn't do it. And uh, <laughs> We can't read. <laughs> anyway he he invented the b c s formula for e s p n and uh and he graduated from alabama and uh he's an outstanding guest and if i i'm gonna text you his name when i think of it okay All right. but anyway, I would like to know what the b c s says about the uh the playoff picture it would be interesting to me. And also, yesterday I read this. Now, get ready. Strength of schedule, uh, this this website does strength of schedule, right? Guess yeah. where Alabama was. Where? Number four.
1: Yeah. I think Alabama's schedule, that's one thing that's helping them. Uh, is they, you know, Ole Miss doing so well, and you know, Tennessee ranked pretty high and LSU, so that, that has helped Well,
9: them. LSU, that, that's all perception. LSU is not very good. But it's a perception that
1: they are good. There's a perception they're better than what they are. The, the That's thing what I is, think about The it. thing is, you, you have to realize, too, is Alabama's schedule was – all those games were at home this year except for Texas A&M. Next year, a lot of those – you know, their road schedule is going to be a lot tougher. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, see y'all. Thank uh,
5: you, Tom.
9: Thank you for having Coach
1: O. Uh, thank you, bud. All right, two-minute truck. Uh, they want to make life easy for you. Swing so out the uh, – 1330 Martin Road East. You get out there, you pick up your boxes, you pack your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this smooth. Then dial them up. Uh, you give them the information whether it's a local move, out of town or out of state, or you just need a couple guys to come over and get you ready for the holidays, getting stuff out of the attic, getting it down, moving stuff around. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That It's two men in a truck, movers who care. Coach Nate Oates is next. She listen to title 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
6: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck reported on Lurling Southbound on the bridge. The two left lanes are blocked. We've got a dump truck that's lost a load of gravel on Wire Road near Dudley Road in Coaling. You'll have to seek an alternate route. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. For championships. Heading for the pilot. Get the race. Wins the race. Touchdown, Alabama. Built by Bama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide head to Lexington to battle Kentucky. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. On your
0: home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. State champion and two-time NIT champion Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
1: Welcome back to Inside Locker Pressure-Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Are you? We're very fortunate, especially on a game day, uh, to have Coach Oates on. So we'll get right to the oh, Yellowwood yeah. hotline. They uh, can take on Indiana State tonight. Hopefully have a great crowd out there. Coach Nate Oates. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Nate. Good morning,
2: Bert. Good
10: morning, Barry. Good
3: morning, Webb. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm sorry I asked you to be on game day, but I appreciate you doing so. I, I try to stay away from calling you much, but uh, you've got uh, you've got a new team and a new staff. I think you started three guys on, from last year's group. Uh, talk a little bit about if our listeners don't know about your feelings about the team. I'm sure they're. I'm sure you don't worry about them offensively except, except turnovers, and probably the defense is a little bit new to them.
10: Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, first off, I, I don't I don't mind getting on with you guys. You guys know what you're talking about, so it's a, it's a pleasure to get on with you guys occasionally. And we, uh, we got one game under our belt, and, and offensively, we uh, we, didn't, we didn't struggle much. We 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 looked all right. Now defensively, we uh, we got to get a lot better. But yeah, you know sometimes you build the lead up like we had. It uh. You know, you gotta you gotta get you guys to play hard no matter no matter what the lead is. And we, we had an issue with that in our exhibition game at Wake Forest. You know, we built up a significant lead of I think it was nineteen, uh with under a minute to go in the first half and then we kinda relaxed. So, you know, that's one area we gotta work on. But I you know, we've got a whole new group. We got you know, like you said, we got three guys returning. We started all of them in the first game, but Sears, Ryland, and Nick Pringle, who are all pretty good players, and you know a lot different in their own regards. But you know those guys, you know for the most part, understand what we're trying to do. The new guys are really talented, and they're coming along. And I think we'll get them to where we need to get them here pretty soon. But yeah, I mean it's you know with the state of college basketball, it's like your team's going to be. This is not abnormal. There's a lot of teams that that are all new. It's kind of similar to uh, yeah. what we have going right now. But uh, but I, I like our pieces. We got we got some we get some real good pieces that are I think are gonna be playing really well here.
3: Yeah, Estrada's very gonna be very good for him in the backcourt with Sears, I guess. I'm not I'm just guessing. I'm not trying to tell you. Yeah, the play.
10: yeah, No, Aaron Aaron's really good. I mean shoot he, I mean you guys know the level you no, know, he played at Hofstra in the CAA I came from Buffalo those mid-major schools I mean the better players in those leagues are more than capable of playing at this level at a really high level I mean you look at our backcourt with Sears Estrada and Rights, all three of them are transfers from yeah, you know from mid-major schools so I'm uh you know and it's kind of gone that way a little bit so yeah we uh no, Aaron. Aaron's Aaron's really good. and He's tough. And he brings it every day, and he's he's a joy to coach. And I think defensively, our backcourt's going to be really good. Now, our frontcourt, we're missing Charles from last
3: year, and he kind of anchored sure. the whole thing. So yeah, that that's where we're going to be hurting a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Stevenson. I didn't know Jaron whether he you know he likes to play outside as well as inside. But uh, Stevenson kid is a big, strong guy that can. Continue to get better. Is that not right? No, he's. I mean, he's a lot
10: like Noah Clowney. I mean, he's he's supposed to be a senior in high school this year. You know, he was originally in the 2024 class, and we got yep. him to to move up and come early because you know we didn't expect to lose Clowney. I mean, now halfway through the season, we started to expect that we might lose Clowney, but going into uh, the year when you're recruiting, you expect it. so. You know the the job that we had done with Clowney and where he was able to go, we kind of sold Jaren on being able to do something similar. And I I think you're start. I think you're starting to see it. I mean, he's six ten, moves on the perimeter, can you know knock down threes, athletic play at the rim. Like you know, he's he's obviously a little different than Clowney. I think he's got to get a little bit more aggressive, you know, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, but. He's 16, can play in the perimeter
3: and athletics, so he's, he's got a lot of similarities to Noah. Yeah, I think that's big when you try to recruit somebody like that and you show somebody that a guy that plays like you did has moved on to the pros and made some money. I think that's a that's a that's big. Thing.
1: Uh, we're talking with Coach Nato. Coach, talk a little bit about how you set this schedule up. Uh, you guys played uh, two, I guess, exhibition games, you'd call them. A lot of people play you know, somebody that you can whip up on. You get and do that playing TCU and Wake Forest, so you can find out pretty early, uh, you know, where you need to make some improvement. Then you got four straight home games, and then you get out. Just talk about maybe how you set this schedule up with with a new team.
10: Yeah, I, you know, the rules are you can play a, a close scrimmage against Division One or an exhibition against a non-Division One, but they kind of had a loophole. Where if you do a, uh, a charity exhibition, you can play against another Division One school. So we chose to do the close scrimmage with TCU, and then the charity exhibition with Wake. I just thought it would be good to play against some other high major schools, get exposed a little bit, kind yeah. of figure out where where you need to you know work on. So you know, when we, we scrimmaged TCU last year and lost about thirty. I mean, they drilled us; they had the most. Returning production of any team in the country last year, and they're an older, more veteran group again. So you know, it's one of those deals where I'd like to take the new group in against the more veteran group and just figure out where we got room to room to grow. And we did it, you know. And I think our guys. I mean, we had a rough start against them. We weren't ready to go right out of the gate. I think our guys learned that, and now. The wake force game, we came out of the gate, ready to go, but we didn't maintain it for forty minutes so they' you know I, I think we I think we've got a really good group as far as that goes they whatever you ask them to do, they're going to do they're super coachable as coachable as any group I've had in division
3: one yep, yep. I'll tell you what that's fun because you you know i when I did it i had you know I had to try to play with their minds a little bit because I had a lot of great recruited you know great players that w- that expected to play quick. And um, you know you're playing a number of people right now in these first four games, trying to feel yourself. But uh, the big, the biggest thing is keeping them, keeping them okay mental, mentally. Mentally, <laughs> well, and
10: no, you're right. I mean, I, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we played 11 guys on the first game, and you know, may have 12 scholarship guys available now. It's, it's hard to get a minute, but you got to. Yeah. I sure. almost feel like you gotta got to give them a chance to
3: yeah, prove themselves,
10: sure. and then, you know, you kind of let it play out, you know. And, I mean, they, uh, Jeff Goodman called me, I think, last week about
4: oh, the lack of
10: quality. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, me and Jeff are fine. He's good, but, he, you know, he just had an article, I think, came out yesterday about the lack of quality games the first week of Division One, which I agree with him. It would help the, the sport, you know, if we can Came out of the gate with some big games, kind of like college football does. But if you do that, now it's you know if you play somebody like a a Michigan State or whatever out of the gate, you know you're not going to want to. You don't need to do play that. Your guys, you don't need to. I mean, do that. It's just hard. No. no, we don't need to. But it's good for it. Be good for the sport. I agree with Jeff. I mean, no, nobody, nobody, nobody's that interested in college basketball to watch most of these games they played the first week but on the other hand as a coach it's you. it's really hard to play all 12 guys when you yeah. play a big time game like that right out of
3: gate yeah. Yeah. Oh, for me I was just more interested in my team than I was a lot of writers and I, that's one of my problems yeah,
1: no, I, I, like, I like the schedule you guys will yeah you challenge too. Yeah, yourself uh, talk about your new staff I uh, was at one of your practices this summer, uh, Ryan Pannone, and tell him to keep tweeting those plays. I'm, I've actually used a couple of his plays that he tweets out that uh, that he picks up. But just talk about your staff, the different roles, and what they bring to you. you got a brand-new staff there, uh, Coach. Yeah, no,
10: Coach Pannone's a basketball junkie, and he's got a lot of experience, coached overseas, coaching the t uh, He was up there in Birmingham as the uh, squadron's head coach, coaching the NBA, so – He's good. And he, you know, when he got to me, he said, "You know, I've been sending these plays out. I got all. of you mind if I?" I said, "Yeah, go ahead." And like teams have to. I mean, if somebody I, he puts too many out, we can't run them all. They won't know which ones we're going to run if <laughs> we steal any of those. But no, uh, he, he's a he's a basketball junkie. So he's he's been great. You know, I like to have some NBA influence and kind of that X and O junkie on staff. and He's worked really hard in recruiting even though he's never coached at this level before but you know I think some of the kids that are more basketball junkies you know he you know he, he can do a good job with those guys he, he was able to get us Grant Nelson who's going to be really good for us this year so you know that's Ryan Austin Clanch was the head coach at Nichols and you know college basketball I mean they have one of the lowest budgets in division one he was able to win the Southland Conference two out of the last three years so Wow, He's a really good coach, brings a lot of energy, been a head coach, so he's got that, you know, kind of expertise. And then Preston Murphy, I think, is one of the best recruiters in the country. I, You know, I got to know him, he's from Saginaw, whatever. You need, you need a recruiter, you need multiple recruiters on staff to, you know, just keep players coming in. So I think the staff gets along great. I think the people around here, once they get to know them better, will really enjoy them. But, you know, it's hard to, to lose all three of them in one off season. you know, where there's not much continuity. I mean, the continuity on full-time staff, me and Adam Bowman, are the only two guys have been here the whole time now, you know, because not only did Petway and Charlie and Brian go get jobs and they take video coordinator and GAs and other people with them. So, But I, we're, we're, we're figuring each other out, and I, I like the staff. There's really good chemistry amongst the
3: staff. Yeah. Uh, the, the SEC, uh, you can't say it, but I, I can because I don't coach anymore. I think they've got six quality teams. The rest of them are all of them are hard to play. All of them are hard to beat on the, on the road. But I think you it's, um, maybe have seven, if I include Missouri. Um, I'm not going to name them, but uh, I think the competition, uh, the schedule is, you know, you're playing, you're playing uh, five teams twice, and they added uh, Florida and Tennessee to your two, um, which was a pretty tough add. Uh, I, I studied the schedule because I was a schedule nut, um, but you got a pretty good add to the, to the LSU's, Mississippi State's, and, and Auburn's so. schedule, and the SEC is going to be a Kind of a, a a good a good season at doing
10: that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know what you're doing with scheduling. You did a great job scheduling, but I I we do have a tough schedule, and, and we schedule really tough in a non-conference. So now all of a sudden it's you know it,
3: it's not not new to you. Yeah.
10: Yeah. I mean it's.
2: it's
10: it, and we do it on purpose with the non-conference because I want to be ready for conference play. But then, you know, when, when you don't have a balanced conference schedule, and I'm not sure how it was when you played, but... Yeah, it was. It was balanced. Yeah, so now when it's unbalanced, like, do you have to play the tougher teams twice? Well, when you look at who we have to, you know, we have to play, and you, and you understand it, but kind of help your readers understand a little, we have to play... Auburn, Mississippi State, and LSU twice every right. year. And then they, right. they rotate your other ones. Well when you add in Tennessee who's maybe the best. I mean they're one of the best teams in the league every year. So now and then Florida's gonna be good too with a good young coach. So you know, we, we, we got a tough tough yeah. conference schedule, yeah. but you know, you have you have to go win some games. So sure. I uh you know, I like our non-conference schedule. I think it'll test us, and then
3: we're just going to be ready to go once soon Oh, it's a good schedule. I just comment on it. Your conference, your conference schedule is so un, unbalanced. With you know, of the of the 18 games that you play, you play five teams twice. That yeah, takes care of ten of them. So it's a little quite quite different than when I did it. Go uh, ahead.
9: There.
1: Nate, talk a little bit about Grant Nelson. He's getting a lot of national publicity, uh, you know, coming in from North Dakota State, uh, 6'11. Uh, you know, you don't see many guys that can do the things with the basketball, maybe his size that he can do. Just talk a little bit about, about his game.
10: Grant's super, I mean, as you could see in game one, he's super skilled. You know, he can pass, triple, shoot at 6'11. He's not your typical big, but, you know, I and mean, we're playing him all over the floor. You know, he's, he's unlike anybody we've had. You know, I, you know, people kind of compared him to maybe Clowney, but he's a lot more skilled. You know, with kind of sure we put him in a lot of pick and rolls as a handler, even at six eleven. So he, he he's good, and he's uh he's gonna bring a different dimension to it. You know, I just we we just as long as he can keep shooting it consistently, and he was two of four from three in the first game. You know, even if he goes, you know, one of for the next game, two or five, and you know, stay somewhere around thirty-three percent. And people got to play him us. He, he's gonna be—he's gonna be a handful because you can post him, you can play him as the screener in pick and roll, you can play him as—I mean, you saw us set that step-up pick and roll with the guard over there on the sideline. He—he he came down and dunked the ball. You know, he—he he can handle it. He can pop. He can roll. you can post him. He—he. I mean, he, it's going to be hard to find somebody on the opposing team that actually is a good match up to guard them. because they're either going to be too small or they're going to be too big and can't
1: move. Before we let you go, talk a little bit about uh, Indiana State tonight. Uh, what you expect? Uh, should be a great crowd out there. I. Uh... I talked with Henry Berea. He, he said to, uh, about the team there, his son's a good player. I need to get you to come out and, and watch his play. I really enjoyed uh, coaching Marquez. Oh, wow. What a great, what a great kid. But uh, tell us a little bit about Indiana state.
10: Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm with you. Mark Marquez is great. Henry's great. I think we got best strength coach in the country. And I, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll have some of our players come out and support him. He's, Kids at gym. Randy's right? in the gym all the time. Yeah, I yes. see him up there. So that's cool. But go back to the N. State. I mean, they're they're one of the best coach teams in the country. Their coach does an unbelievable job. When I, I go to NBA training camps every year, he does the same thing. I run into him there. They're gonna. They got a skilled big. They can play on the perimeter. It's a great passer. They got two other guys that were picked preseason on conference. So they, I mean, on the perimeter, they shoot a lot of threes. They number one in the country in two-point field goal percentage last year because they, similar to us, they don't don't take any bad twos. They're taking threes and they're taking at the rims, and they're at the rims or a lot of assists at the rims because they back-cut you. So if we fall asleep tonight, we're going to be in some trouble. So our guys got to stay alert, stay awake. Our defense has to be much better than it was game one. You know, but I do think we're a little more athletic, and we're going to have to overwhelm with our athleticism uh, at, at parts of the game to come out
3: with a win Well, I appreciate you being on. I know you're busy. Um, as you close, tell me my listeners once you've gotten here, and been here a while, several years is any, anything that surprised you with SEC basketball at all? Uh, if it's bad, you're probably not going to say it, but is is anything surprised you about basketball in the SEC? Because it's, been you know, a football-oriented from one end to the other. Uh, crowds are good, but uh, I don't have any comment on that or not. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, probably the biggest thing
10: that surprised me is, I mean, you think of the SEC and it's down here and think of athletes, and it's true. I think we've got the most athletic league in the country. But I, I was surprised more teams don't. Play fast like we do. Like with yep. all the athleticism, good you would point. think it'd yep. be a lot more up and down, right? And it's not. Like you get now, there's some really good coaches. Like, I think the coaches markedly improved from, you know, five to 10 years ago. I think that programs here, that administrations have invested in quality coaches and the levels come up. And I think we had more pros in the other league. And we, I think, I think we had more tournament bids in the league last year, so it's a really good league. But it did surprise me that more teams don't try to play, you know as a, as up tempo as we do with all the athletes that some of these teams have.
3: Did you hear
1: about Petway getting stuck in the elevator?
10: <laughs> I did. I talked about
3: that. Every time you, you, you got to push the button, you got to push the button, Telly. He's too too focused on his pregame speech. Yeah. Yeah, my, grand, my grandson's a GA 4 Did form. you
1: hear what happened? He's trying to get to the game. He gets stuck in the elevator. For 30 minutes, he's in the elevator. They had to delay the game. So I hope he had his phone with him so he could let somebody know he was in there. But uh, anyway, I thought that was funny. Y'all y'all should get on him about that. Uh, so anyway, Coach, we appreciate Thanks, Coach. it. Coach. Good luck. Appreciate tonight. it. Good luck tonight. Good luck this season. We'll talk to you throughout the season. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Yep. All right. Take care. Thank you. There's Coach Nato. Yeah, the Petway got stuck in the elevator. Uh, he got stuck. In, they take on Florida State tonight. But uh, Petway, uh, I heard there was a bus. Some people here took a bus uh, over to watch uh, Coach Petway's first game. So he's doing a good job over there and created a ton of interest. He just got to learn how to work those buttons in the elevator. All right. Uh, we'll take this break. One thing Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. For all their products and services, they got that Black Wednesday coming up. All the information on that is right there on your website. Also, if you're looking for the credit card, the car loan, the mortgage, I've got all three. They do an outstanding job for me. Let them do the same for you. You listed Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports.
6: Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck reported on Lurling Southbound on the bridge. The two left lanes are blocked. We've got a dump truck that's lost a load of gravel on Wire Road near Dudley Road in Colling. You'll have to seek an alternate route. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Del's- Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and noticeably
7: cooler today. Look for periods of rain through tonight. The high today's 67, tonight's low 52. Or tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy and very cool, some rain at times both days. Highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
1: 100.9. Pressure-treated pine from Great Sutherwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Uh, go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. All right, tonight in the SEC, Dad, there are, I think, some good games. Uh, Texas. I'm talking basketball now, obviously. Texas A&M uh, takes on Ohio State, uh, so that's a great game on Peacock. Peacock. Uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, um, Commerce, I'm sorry, goes to Kentucky. That's not so good. Upstate at Vanderbilt. Wake Forest at Georgia. Uh, Georgia lost the first game there against Oregon, taking on Wake Forest at home tonight. Here's your good one. Virginia uh, takes on Duke uh, tonight. They're playing that, I'm sorry, Virginia Duke. Virginia, Florida. Uh, That game will be up in Charlotte. It's a doubleheader up there with South Carolina and Virginia Tech uh, as well. Indiana State, Alabama. Alabama is a... 17-and-a-half-point favorite there. And then Tennessee uh, travels to Wisconsin uh, tonight on Peacock as well. Uh, Rick Barnes uh, going to Wisconsin uh, is a -a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Memphis and Missouri uh, will play in Columbia, Missouri tonight. Some some really good games tonight in the SEC basketball.
3: Yeah, they really are with with, – I guess the shocker for me is Texas A and M playing Ohio you said Ohio State today. So uh
1: Texas A and M, yes, yeah, taking on Ohio State. Uh they're playing in Columbus, Ohio.
3: That's uh they generally don't don't play that kind of schedule, so that's good. Yeah. So um, we talked to the League's kay. gonna be good, the six teams and uh I'll talk about this later in basketball stars, but you know, the six teams that uh, I am not sure about Missouri but I think um, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, the three A's, and then you've got Tennessee and Kentucky. Um, um and then you've got Arkansas. And when you look at it on when you look at it on paper, those six teams probably are the best. You know, if, and now I'm going to go if one, one day when I have time, I've studied it, I'll go over the two teams that each team got this year that they had not had. I just got to mentioning that Alabama has had has not had Florida and Tennessee. Uh, added to them, but that's who they added to. Them. And they used to have just three permanents. Uh, actually, the, the LSU, State, and Ole Miss are the permanent, uh, and the Auburn are the permanents. But um, uh, every year they changed And, and um, I, I can tell, I will tell you this: next year, with sixteen teams in the league, Alabama is going to be the only conference to continue to have eighteen games
1: you said Alabama's gonna be the only. You mean the SEC is gonna be the only conference? I'm sorry, the SEC is gonna be the only, only conference to have 18 games. Uh, Auburn plays tonight as well, Southeast Louisiana, and they're they're saying Auburn has the best environment in college basketball. You buying that?
3: Oh, I would imagine they have a, close to it. Yeah, I, I I don't know who who has much better. Yeah. Uh, well, I had, arena, hadn't thought about that. Yeah. What the, I'd think about it if I was coaching I make, and if I was making the schedule.
1: <laughs> well, it's just the way that arena is laid out uh, with those uh, stands right there. They're right on the court there. So yeah. should be a fun night at SEC basketball. All right. I'm going to get out of here and make way Let you guys get. Uh, maybe I, my hopes Our callers will go to sleep, now. Yeah. Maybe callers will go to sleep. Now. I'm going to get out of here. We want not think Yellow with a pressure treated pine from Great Southern. I'm headed to Greensboro. listen, tied 100.9. Is he home? Of Alabama Sports.
6: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up the wreck on Lurling southbound on the bridge. Traffic moving there. We still have that gravel on the road at Wire Road out near Dudley Road in Coley. You need to seek an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 2468, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Ow.
0: here's
11: Eddie Garcia. In the NFL Thursday Night Football in Chicago saw the Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. to There was only one offensive touchdown scored in this game. That was Chicago running back Deontay Foreman scoring on a four-yard run. Both starting quarterbacks in this game had less than 200 yards passing in the win for Chicago Tyson Bagent 162 yards through the air in the loss for Carolina Bryce Young. 185 yards passing. Chicago improves to 3-7. and seven. Carolina falls to 1-8 and eight and is tied with Arizona for the worst record in the league. Top 25 college football number 11 Louisville beat Virginia 31 to 24. Cardinals outscore the Cavaliers 17-3 in the fourth quarter to rally for the win and approved a 9-1. Just two games in the NBA the Pacers beat the Bucks 126-124 despite Giannis Antetokounmpo going for 54 points for Milwaukee the most points scored in a game so far this NBA season. The Hawks down the Magic 120-119 to in a game played in Mexico City.
3: All right, we're back. Uh, Barry had to go and uh, coach Greensboro. They got a game. They got a game, I think, at uh, 10, 11 o'clock today. So if you want to call in, you're happy, be happy for you to do so. We'll have Sonny on uh, a little bit earlier. And then uh, Ozzie Newsom, who is uh, at work, still at work, still in in uh, Baltimore working, uh, will be on with us at 8.30. If you got questions about what Nate said, just uh Call us right now and I'll be glad to talk to you. I'll um uh, gonna save all my basketball stuff until I have a much longer time to talk. I um uh, I try to do a little bit of getting people on the show uh now a, a mixture of basketball and football people. Um we've got some basketball fans, football carries the bus, I understand. And we try to do that and I also try to get people on um uh, who are recognizable who you're interested in listening to. some of the guys, you know, I like and maybe you don't. Uh I know when I get Tim Brando on, nobody likes to listen to Tim Tim fuss about Alabama. But as far as interest is concerned, and as far as moving the needle a little bit, then people like Tim Brando help us some. So um try to do that as much as as possible. We have good we have good callers, you guys that call in the Help us a great deal, and and you have your own opinions, and we have ours, and it, it turns out to be pretty darn good. Um, so, if you have anything now that you want to talk about, high school basketball, Barry's team is uh, going to be good. Um, Jack, uh, the boy, my son, grandson, who's not in, I'm not into grand, grandson talk, but um, is big and, and and physical and and. Uh, he and he does foul a lot. He does charge. They look. They're looking for him to foul too, because he's he's a uh, he's big kid, got a big body. But uh, uh, I guess it's good for his good for his baseball, good for his athletic ability to be able to play basketball. Good runner, and they've got good shooters on that team, and so it should be should be a good year for Barry. They should have a very very good team. Um, Alabama playing tonight. Um, they they're. They're new, but they did have—they do have three p- guys that played on in the program that uh, started the other night. Well, they'll be continue to be starters. You'd like to try to keep guys who've been in your program. What you'd like to do is for them to be able to be good enough to play, so that uh, they'll be—they won't feel like they're recruited over. Sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. Now you know that. uh Sprott, they needed a guard, so they got him, and Nelson Kid is, is a there's a good score and they lost a good score, of course. So look, getting him is, is, is I think uh, a big deal for him because he's, he can score the basketball pretty well. So Nelson's a good player and we'll see what happens. uh Alabama about basketball. But I think the schedule is such, uh, that you, you, you have four games you're going to win right off. And I think you get a look at your team by, by playing those four games. Um, and getting a look at the substitution pattern. And then you try to decide your substitution pattern. Uh I had a I had a eight man substitution pattern. I played eight people generally speaking, sometimes sometimes nine, sometimes more, but most of the time eight. I think one of the things that's helped Alabama in, in recruiting uh is a three point shot. I think any uh, anytime you shoot a lot of threes and you talk about shooting a lot of threes everybody you talk to wants to shoot threes. So three-point shooting has become prevalent now. And uh, when you talk to a guy who, th- and everybody thinks they can shoot him. Uh, you think you can shoot him, your listeners do. So um, when time comes to to uh, to try to recruit somebody, if you have uh, an opportunity to talk about the three-point shoot- shooting, you at least get them to visit. And Alabama football helps get them to visit. And you can get people. I had people come in for football games. Alabama football is more nationally known now than it was when I was there. You know, Coach Bryant, he stayed at home a lot and recruited. But, uh, you know, they're so national. And media has changed so much. Uh, you know, you used to not have the kind of media that you have now. Uh, the reason I think that we didn't have a huge crowd of, of media people at the SEC basketball things it wasn't announced very well but also a lot of the media people fighting things like that stay home and they get it on the internet so they don't go and it makes it look like it you have a smaller crowd i think we gotta we gotta have a break so uh we'll get sunny on as soon as this breaks over with
2: you're
8: listening to Tyler 100.9 in 12 30 a.m wtbc Tide
0: 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy
7: and noticeably cooler today. Look for periods of rain through tonight. The high today 67, tonight's low 52. Or tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy and very cool. Some rain at times both days. Highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. And
8: we're back inside the locker room.
3: All right, we got Sonny Smith on. Hey, Sonny, how you doing? I'm fine. How you doing, Wimp? Oh, I'm okay. I want our listeners, I'm not going to introduce you. I want our listeners to know that uh, Sonny and I, I'm always asked where we ended up meeting. I recruited, uh, you know, for 20 years for somebody else, uh, for for our team. And Sonny was recruiting, uh, I guess, I guess I ran to Sonny when he was recruiting at Virginia Tech. Is that right, Sonny? Yeah, down the vote. Okay. He was working for Don DeVoe, who's an outstanding yeah. coach at, at uh in, at Tennessee. You gotta have a little bit of age on you to remember Don, but he's good. But anyway, Sonny and I would be at different places seeing different different kids. Uh went after we you know, we we both recruited against each other, at, uh, in Birmingham a lot and all over. He he got a lot of good great players from Georgia as well. I didn't. I got some Mike Nordos. But uh um so that's kind of how we ended up meeting, and then when we um, both left there, and I came back here from Little Rock, um, oh, John Ed Willoughby. I don't. Ha- we will not have five people that remember John Ed Belt Willoughby. <laughs> John Ed Willoughby came to me and said, "Um, you." I said something to him about, "I wish we were something I could get on the show," and he said, "Well, I think I might be able to work it out with with the guy." So. Lo and behold, John Ed Willby worked it out. And Sonny and I were on from nine to eleven. I think that's right. Um yeah. for six years. And of course Sonny was living in Birmingham at the time. And for whatever reason and the reason the show was so good is we didn't know what we were gonna say. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have. we didn't have hardly had ever had a guest. We'd have one every now and then <laughs> we'd try to get a couple. We didn't know what we were gonna <laughs> say. And we argued with each other a lot. People like that. Part of it was, oh, yeah. part of it was whatever. So, anyway, that's the story. of Sunny and Wim. and Sunny. One thinks he's smart, another thinks he's funny.
5: Hey, Sunny. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Paul Feinbaum was either on before us or after us. Yeah, and, and uh, we, we yeah. tear him up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a, that was a good reason to stir up. I won't get into that one.
3: Um, <laughs> Tell our listeners as best you can what you think about Auburn basketball. I, I know they got beat by Baylor. No, that's not into the world there. Uh, what kind of team this this basketball team is going to be?
5: They're going to be very competitive, I think. Right now, they're uh, they're what you might call a six five team. You know, everybody's about the same height. Uh, they uh, they're very athletic. They. Uh, uh, play five on the perimeter, which is uh, a, a new thing. It's beginning everybody. Can be yeah, sure about. is. Yeah. And they, everybody's talking about it. Well, they're doing it. They put all five guys on the perimeter. Everybody facing the basket. They play really solid defense, really good. And uh, if they if they become a real good rebounding team, they're going to be a factor in the uh, SEC. Now, factor meaning they're going to be a team that probably could play, uh, get a chance to go to the NCAA. You know, which you'll probably get five or six out there and it's on on a good year. Uh, and they, the the one thing I, well, I watch them practice a well, lot, watch them play. I'm not sure they'll rebound as good as everybody in the league, but if they do, they're going to be a real solid team. Their post people can take you away from the basket, knock down threes. Uh Their guards uh, can can play multiple positions, play the point and move out. And they uh, they're going to be a deep team, a little bit deeper. And I don't know if, if as deep as this team is, if, if that's a good thing or not, because they're all about they're all yeah. same ability wise. And sometimes that hurts you. Yeah, or get people get people mad because they're not playing enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And uh, th- he's got a little bit of that. And he has to work through that, but he, Whew, uh, hard. He's got a way. He's got a way about it, you know that uh, he can keep people happy, keep people happy. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't have any. And a lot of times he will say, "Well, do they have any crazy guys? Do they have any that you're going to have a hard time coaching?" He he's got pretty good kids in that respect. He's only got one guy that, to me that's ever questionable what, he, what he's going to do what he's told or not. So he doesn't have any coaching problems with the players on the team. They play hard for him, and uh, I think they'll be they, they'll be a factor for an NCAA birth. That, that means that could be anywhere in the top six when you think. Yeah, I think so. They, they um,
3: you know, they're darn they're darn good. They, uh, their, their schedule is when they when they added to them. Uh, you know, they they had the three teams that they play uh, their regular team uh, uh, Ole Miss, Alabama and and uh Mississippi State I believe uh Mississippi State but they've added they they've got Old Miss Vandy, Mississippi State Alabama and Georgia as the five teams that they play mm-hmm. and I think that's five that that's um uh, that's 10 that's 10 games um the toughest the toughest team of those five is Alabama so I think they got a, they got a pretty good break there as far as the two teams that they added to
5: their schedule. Um, how, how are they defensively Sonny? Always good at that. And then put the time in on it too. They really do. They, they never play very good zone. And I don't think yeah. the, the reason I say that yeah. is because they never practice it as much. They go for their man for man drills. They work hard on all their man for man. They, they mix up the things that they do uh, in man. Uh, like every once in a while, to switch everything, look like you're playing a zone. Uh, but uh, but they uh, they're going to be good defensively. And I I was thinking, uh, is this going to be a good rebounding team? Because of the people that they play, I, I would think if they rebound, they're going to be a solid team. They they can make the three. They do in practice, and that's the only thing I can judge by. Uh, they shoot the three really well in practice and they work to get the three point shot as everybody does. Uh, the new thing coming out five out from five people on a perimeter. Well, they've already been doing something like that for a, a long time, even though they do cut people into the post, they're not a good back to the basket team. Yeah. If they end up with somebody who can score with their back to the basket, they'll become a much better team. And they may have that. Should I, uh, Jani Broom is more of a face-up postman than he is a uh, back to the basket by and guy, and, uh, guy. and, and that uh, that sometimes is going to be uh, a factor that they're going to have to deal with. They may, I, I think, what they'll possibly end up doing is posting a lot of people, run people into the bows and post them up. But yeah. they're going to keep a floor spread and they're going to beat you off the dribble, and that's what everybody else is doing. And I think they'll be able to do it well. You know, one of the big factors in,
3: in Auburn basketball at home is the crowd. When we came down there to play, the crowd was big, of course. I, and when you came to my place; they were crowd. The crowd was big, and everybody got on everybody. And the crowds were always big for Kentucky. I mean, when they came to your place, they came to my place, um, sure. But I think I think there were times that uh, you played somebody that was maybe not quite as good as as, as a were thought to be, are not really good, and uh, the crowd wasn't there for us. But now, oh, for you oh, down there, the crowd's there all the time. The crowd is, is
5: no doubt, the crowd's a factor. Uh, oh, and that, that's big for me Sonny. Well, even at one time when I started coaching at uh, Auburn, the students were in the end zone. Yeah. Because you sold the tickets to get your football priority. Yeah, people would buy them, and uh, that they would get the best tickets to get football priority. You know, great, great buy on their and their football ticket. Well, be, and when they did that, that took a student out to where he could be a factor in helping you. If from the stands, they'd be sitting in the end zone, places like that. They got away from that after a while, and it made Auburn a little bit more. But I, I, Joe Lee's I never ever looked at as a as a great home court demand. Yeah, and they're never, never, never suited the students to where they should have. And that, well, no, they've run the shuffle
3: too, and it was a uh, you know it was it was a great a great offense to run for coaches, uh, hard to defend, but you know students didn't understand that.
5: No, 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 they did not, and uh, it uh, it uh, it has come a long way by the building of the new arena, making season tickets hard to get. Students all over you're doing a terrific job. I would say I don't know how to how to rank them on where the toughest places to go and play. But all right now would have to rank up there and probably the top. Yeah, I think they, say it, it'd be number one in the league, no doubt. Be in Kentucky. Yeah, they they really they really get after you when you come to play there. Anybody, and it's uh, it's now a much different basketball. And Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl does a tremendous job of selling. Now, there's a lot of coaches in the league that do that too, but uh, I put him right up there. In in the guy that gets out and sells, his he sells in the community and the, and the state and gets around and does it a lot. He has his own he has a plane that's available to him all the time, and that wasn't always the case for for either both of us. I'll probably say that. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we couldn't just. I got to have a plane, and you couldn't just go get it. He has that at his disposal, and uh, I saw where Bill Self would sign his contract. They made a plane available to him for everything, (laughs) personal use and everything. I think that's. I think that's a coming thing in college basketball and paying their salaries. Yeah, I told I told
3: Nick Saban one time the 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 biggest thing he needed to get when he left Alabama was the plane free all the time. (laughs) <laughs> he, he he had plenty of money. Just get your plane
5: free if he can. You're in, you're in business. He, he laughed at that one. But uh, um, he that, he's, he got, got planes with proper color. He got different color planes. Yeah, that's right. He got all kinds of planes, home and away type color
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. For, uh, Hugh he Freeze and athlete John Cohen have seemed to sort of unite things down there. They, they I know I know they always want. Them football to win another game and they you know they go to Arkansas this time. Um I w- but I think they I think they're you don't hear as much grumbling and rumbling. Uh I think Jimmy Rain's up here uh having a, a knee replacement uh today tomorrow or so uh on Monday. Um but things are better behind the scenes, aren't they? I think so. I
5: hear less grumbling. It may be my age. you know I can't remember what they said. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I hear less grumbling now than I believe I ever have. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's Hugh Freeze has settled that, or I don't know if they're just not sure what they got. Uh, and, uh, wait, wait, wait to start the grumbling or the cheering. Uh, but I think Hugh Freeze has been uh, a, a good hire. Yeah. Cause I, I, if he were a bad hire, you'd be hearing stuff all the time, bad stuff, bad stuff. Yeah. But you don't hear, you you don't hear a lot of good stuff. Yeah. You don't hear, you don't hear anything. Bad, <laughs> you know, that's right. You're not, it seems, it seems like there's not an interest and you know there is in football. So, but yeah. it's probably a good thing for him. Well, and I think he presents himself well. I would think you'd have to say that looking in. Well, sure. Yeah. I know him very well. I, I
3: think that, you know, what, what you went through with Brian Harson uh, was, yeah. was the Booger bear. I mean, it, it, it it just it didn't work, and it, the combination of him coming in there and, and not doing much in recruiting really got things down. I, I, I'm sure you all probably cut down on the, the numbers of money that you give to to the NIL, which is big. Uh, you and I used to laugh about it, but it's it's big, and uh, NIL money's big. And, and Auburn people love their school. So I, I would say that uh,
5: making that change has been really helpful. Yeah, uh, have you had many thoughts on the NIL from uh, standpoint of your view? Well,
3: no, I, you know people are working like like a dick, dick at Freight. They don't have an answer. They they can't curb it. Don't have an answer is it, it, it's not an answer. And the other factor is that um, if you find out at one school that you can get and the transfer portal is what's killing it. If you find out from your uncle that another school will pay you a lot more money next year if you transfer and you're able to yep. transfer for that money, that that keeps you stirred up. And the problem that you have, too, is that these teams that are, uh, have recruited really good players, but they're, they're not quite SEC caliber, they lose those good players to the SEC people or to the Big Ten or wherever, and it really kills lower basketball and lower football to some extent.
5: Yeah. Uh, have you looked on uh, the basketball season as being uh – a real tough a real tough call for a lot of well, you got stuff.
3: six games. You got six games or six teams that I think are better than the others right now and that could be wrong. And you got two that I don't know about. I can't decide about yeah. Florida and Missouri. But if you've, ed- got, on an- if you've got if you've got the your first six teams would be the three A's, Arkansas, Auburn and Alabama, and then you've got you've got Kentucky and, and, and Tennessee that um um, you know, are really, are really good. So, um, let's see, I, I missed out somebody. But uh, about six teams that are really good, two I'm not sure about in the rest of them, but uh, the schedule is quite different too, so that's going to make it interesting to see because everybody's, everybody's
5: got I'm two asked, I'm to asked, it. Two so, added to it. Go ahead. I'm asked a lot of times to name the teams down there at the bottom, and I cannot do that. I don't well, know who... Uh, Ab, who
3: who are you? I can name you some bottom teams. I, hate, I but doesn't name, matter. I'm not coaching anymore. Some of your some of your bottom teams are going to be Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Georgia. Um, those three that, them, that come I, to mind. I thought, I thought South Carolina. I, I thought Vanderbilt might find them. Now Vanderbilt, I said, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Georgia would be three that yeah. come to mind pretty quick. Uh, if, if there's six good ones and three, those three I mentioned two. And two in the middle there of, of Missouri. I mean, uh, yeah, Missouri and um, and Florida. That's six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Still got
5: several teams back. So I don't I don't know. Um, I, I, it's hard uh, for me to pick. Uh, I, 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 they got Tennessee picked awfully high, and they yeah. better than I think they are. Yeah, Tennessee and Kentucky's pretty good. Tennessee's
3: coming come into Alabama and taken a kid, kid or two. Uh, Tennessee and Kentucky are. Oh, really good. Tennessee's picked or win by the media. That doesn't mean one thing. Kentucky's up there third. Uh, Auburn is number six. Alabama's number five. Uh, Arkansas uh, is number three or something like that, as far as the media's concerned. But that's not, it's not really any big any big deal there at all because they never get it right. So it should be, you know, you're playing you're playing ten of your eighteen games against five teams. Yeah. And uh that I hadn't thought that, about that, but, Yeah, when uh, you play ten of your when you play ten of your eighteen games against five teams, uh you better darn study those <laughs> those five teams and, and do as good as you possibly can against them. Um before we wrap it up, I'm getting getting a call to wrap it up. Tell our listeners about uh, NASCAR, because we don't have a lot of NASCAR talk on this show. Anything
5: there, again, Again, that you can tell our listeners? Well, NASCAR's uh, winding down, to, and the champion's already been decided, and and that uh, that was a big surprise. Ryan Blaney winning the championship, and that was a real surprise by the from the Penske organization. Usually you find somebody from Rick Hendricks' organization in a Chevrolet, or you find somebody from the Ford camp, and it, and it would not be... Ryan Blaney, Toyota started making a big play, so you don't know who the champion's going to be. It used to, yeah, you know, you knew pretty much out of two or three guys who the champion in the league would be, but Ryan Blaney ended up winning, this, winning it this year, and that that would be a big surprise. I, I doubt, you know, with you not being involved in much, that you'd know that Ryan Blaney was a good racer. You know, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't you know. wouldn't. I mean, at this way, NASCAR has turned uh it's not one of those things where there's the a Jeff Gordon jumping up there, Dale Earnhardt jumping up there and whipping. There are yeah. people winning the championship that you don't know a lot about, and that's because the amount of money the organizations and, and the manufacturers are putting into the thing. To, it, it's so important to win races to sell cars. Yeah. And uh, and that's uh, that's become more and more important, and people are fighting that all along. So Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, this uh uh, it, it, it's really the battle between those people right now more than anything else. Well, I appreciate you being on. I hope
3: things are better at home for you. I know we won't get into that, but uh, yeah, hope things are better for you. I'll uh, I'll call you when we're not on the radio for long. Thank you, Sonny. I right. appreciate it. It's you, Bud. Thank, you. thank you. Okay, well, uh, we'll take a break here and get the uh, commercials in that we need to do, and then we'll call uh, Ozzy Newsom and get him on.
8: Sounds good, sounds good. Uh, do we need to do anything about Prince Glover and
3: Hayes? Oh, yeah, Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that are outstanding, Three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Uh You have an unwanted accident. You have something on the highways, something not on the highways, maybe in the neighborhood or hopefully not folks, but something that you don't know exactly how to handle it. Uh, and, that, you know, that's that's uh, that can happen to you. Uh, if it ever happened to me, I wouldn't know exactly how to handle it, but I would go to Prince Glover and Hayes. Uh, and get some advice and they're there to give you the advice and they're also there to give you what happened to people similar to what uh's happening to you and then from there just go on and uh, and do a good job of, of visiting with them at uh, three four five one two three four seven one rice mine road prince glover and hayes they're outstanding attorneys okay noah
6: no representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up the wreck on Lurling Southbound on the bridge. Traffic moving there. We still have that gravel on the road at wire road out near Dudley Road in Coley. You need to seek an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Towns and Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Never, never miss a moment of the action
0: download the free tide 100.9 app today
8: all right we're back inside the locker room
3: all right uh, we're lucky to have an ozzy newsome on hey ozzy how you doing this morning
2: i'm doing fine well how you doing
3: I want to tell you, tell our listeners, uh, what a player! He's from, uh, well, he's at Carberry County High School is where we got him. Uh, helped me get Leon Douglas. Carberry County High School is sort of close to Leeton, uh, on on the back of the Welcome sign, signs. Come again at Leeton. It's so small. <laughs> but uh, he 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 played. He was so cotton picking good. I, I I don't have time to tell y'all what not, he th- I It's the thirteen season he played. He had um, and I looked this up. He had he had a hundred and a uh, hundred and fifty uh, consecutive games with a reception. Huh. How about that, Maples? He was uh, I. Think it was the Cleveland Browns that, that, uh, that drafted him, and uh, if I spend all the time talking about him, we we'll won't have time to do it. He had forty-seven touchdowns or something—I don't know. He's all of fame, all that, all that stuff. But um, Ozzy, you—you've you, uh, done all that, and you still stay with football.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm at the office right now. Uh, we got a big game uh, against Cleveland—a uh, division game coming up. Uh, this weekend here in Baltimore, uh chance for us to uh you know, stay in first place. Uh I think we got a a tough division that we're playing in with uh Cleveland, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and I think maybe uh three teams might end up getting into the playoffs.
3: you know, you uh you spend a lot of your time not only looking at the opponent, do you, are you spending any time at all looking at people that you're gonna draft?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I started that process. Uh, uh, I normally started in around the first of November. So I'm involved in that right now. So, you know, that's a six month process uh, uh, of, you know, getting uh, information, trying to watch as many guys. And then, you know, you throw in the bowl games, and the combines and all of those things. And hopefully on uh, the, the draft weekend, you can come away with some good players that can help your team. Yeah, you know, I, I just I just got a something
3: uh, from a listener saying, what, "What's it going to take for Ozzy to go to run the Dallas Cowboys?" <laughs> you know, you got, so I, I think I think Ozzy's going to be where he is
2: for for a long time. Uh, hey, well, they got an owner, general manager, and a president by the name of Jerry Jones. So yeah, I, you, think, you think that's it then? Yeah,
3: yeah. you know, you know the, the difference. Uh, I, I think it's the difference. The things that have changed. Uh, is, is maybe I'm wrong? Is that uh, you really get a real inside uh, feeling of the guy that you're going to draft? It besides his abilities, uh, his mental attitude, how, he, how hard he plays. Uh, I may be missing exactly. some things, but it it's uh, changed a lot because guys have gotten different in this world. And I, talk to our listeners about what you do as far as as. Trying to get a guy that you like on the field but you're not sure about?
2: (laughs) Well, it it begins with uh, our area scouts. Uh, You know, we probably got eight uh, area scouts, you know, spread out uh, across the country, and they have a, a relationship with someone at the school that they go okay. into that will be able to yeah, to provide them with some information about the kid's character, you know, his work ethic, uh, you know, whether he attends class and stuff like that, you know, is he a good teammate? So, you know, we get that information and our, our, our area scouts do, and they provide all of that information back to us. And so when we're starting to put the whole picture together, that information becomes very, very important to us. As does this guy fit our culture, you know, can, or is he a little immature? And we get it here, and we he'll change, and then he'll be a good player for us and a good, a good character for us too. So, so, and, and we got experiences on dealing with people that have had those uh, issues, and some of them worked out, and some yeah. didn't. So you, you 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 go back on your experiences.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of times I'm not saying this because we're we all Alabama fans. You, you when people so there's some players in certain programs that have better discipline, uh, are coached a little bit better. I hate to say it like that, or taught a little bit better than others that you feel more comfortable, you know, looking at a guy that you kind of like versus another guy that you kind of like because of the of the. Uh, their college experiences.
2: Yeah. uh, The culture that, 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 that kid has been involved in, you know, Uh, you know, there's a certain amount of discipline that you have to have. And if those uh, players can adapt to that culture, then, you know, it will lend to them being able to come and, you know, be a a good productive player for us on and off the field. So, uh, you know, we look at teams that have you know, good culture. I mean, we know that Nick Saban has a great culture, Uh, down at the University of Alabama, and what uh, they asked the guys, and I was listening to uh, Sertain on the uh, uh, TV last Saturday before the LSU game, and he said, uh, you know, we play to the standard, you know, and that's something that, you know, that carries on from, from 15 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, there's a standard, and every player wants to play to that standard. Yeah, you know, and I'm
3: not. I'm just saying this because I, Bryce Young is last night got beat, and he's one and eight, uh, and a great player at Alabama, no doubt about it. Uh, You have to be, and I'm not, not, you know, I'm going to get you in trouble with the question, but I think you have to be surrounded by good players. Um, Sometimes good players in college don't turn out to be good players in, in the pros. Uh, Bryce Young was a heck of a player, so you just you, you just have to. Uh, guys have to go. You know, fans are all mad and stuff about stuff like that. But you just have to go to a place where you you,
2: you take some time to get get where you want to get, don't you? Yeah, it, it does. You know that there, that's called development. You know, and um, you know there's a reason he was the first pick in the draft because. The team wasn't very good, yeah. And so, uh, you know, so they're building a team around him. And you know, one year, eight games don't make a player. Yeah. Doesn't make a player's career. So you have to look at it over a span of time. But you know, with everything that goes on with the internet and ESPN and football network, I mean, it's just so much media attention that, you know, a bad game, two or three bad games, and people can start to talk, well it's a bad season. No. Those are just bad games, you know, and it does not mean that the kid is not going to still have a great career.
3: Um when you when you were drafted by the Cleveland Browns, uh, and Cleveland has come through and you were you were terrific. But Cleveland has come through a lot of tough times. Uh, to get where they are today, comment on on, on Cleveland and, and their history a little bit, what you can.
2: Well, you know, uh, the, the the Browns was a, uh, a model franchise in the '60s with Jimmy and Leroy and Frank. Ryan and those the guys they won a, a lot of World Championships, and then uh, you know we went through the period in the '80s. Where uh, the teams that I own and we played in the AFC Championship game three out of four years, so maybe four out of five years or something like that. So the the um, there's a lot of history there. But you know what happened in '96 in, uh, is uh, Mr. Modell, you know, moved the franchise from uh, Cleveland to Baltimore. Yeah. And in '96, you know, uh, we became the Baltimore Ravens. Which you know we were the Cleveland Browns, and then '99 they came back uh, into uh, the league as the Cleveland Browns, and you know they've had you know three or four owners, several head coaches, but I think they got some uh, stability. I, I like Jimmy Haslam a lot, uh, and him, him and him and his wife Dee have done a good job. But the the, the, the tough thing about them is that they play in a division with us with Cincinnati and with Pittsburgh. And, you know, it just makes it tough. Yeah.
3: Uh, When it's time to draft, I've always wanted to know this. You're you're in the room with the eight guys, maybe I I don't, I guess I'm asking the question. Uh, In the other, the guys who do the scouting, you've also looked at the film. They've asked you to look at certain films on certain guys. Um, And then you're trying to decide, you know who you going to draft number one, and so forth. It's um, it. it I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested. Is it a trying? Is it a trying meeting? Is it a lot of meetings? What is it in order for you to decide exactly what you how you want to go in the draft?
2: Well, like I said, we got the uh, uh, the area scouts, and then uh, probably in about a month, all our area scouts will come in. And uh, we'll start to build our draft board uh, at the uh, end of November uh, 1st of December. We'll start to build that draft board because they'll come in and they'll talk about their top 30 players uh, in their area. And so we'll start to build. But then from that point on, there's a whittling down process. You yeah. know, okay, we think this guy is the best player, but then we find out some different information or we get some other looks at the guy. So the process has is, is started. It'll pick up a little bit when uh, all our scouts come in and, you know, give their top 30 in their area. And then we'll, you know, put all of that together. But it's a process to where, you know, we'll get to, where we'll probably have, after we go through this whole thing, that we'll probably have about 100 and... 25 to 150 guys that we think are draftable for the Raiders. Really? And all, yes, only after all of that, we come to 125, 150. And then normally, you know, and we rank them from one to 125. And uh, and so when we get in the draft room, if, you know, if the uh, the fourth guy is still there, uh, and even though we may not have a need at that position, but he's the highest, Highest rated guy, and he's the fourth highest rated guy on the board. We will take, take it because, you know, because we put in all of that energy and we've set that board when there was no pressure. You know, yeah. you know, hey, we were able, you know, with a lot of calmness to set it and say, yeah, this is the fourth best guy in this draft. And if we set them at the 20th pick, and even though we may not need the guy, if he's ranked that high, we will take him. And that has been proved to be very successful. For- really? That's very. That's yeah. really
3: interesting. That. Is uh, somebody that you think nobody's going to, uh, that you really like gets drafted and you thought you were going to get him? Does that, does that happen occasionally?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it happened to us in the third round this, this past year. We were sitting there, and we had five guys that we liked. And uh, you know what? And we were sitting there. We were six picks away, <laughs> seven picks away. All five of those guys got picked. Oh, oh, my heavens. We said that. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> all, all five of them got picked, and so what we did, we just looked up at the board and said, okay, that's the highest-rated guy that's left on our board. We're going to take him, and we took him, and we're glad we did. Yeah, my Christmas. So five of them that you
3: thought you had a shot at 88 and out the gate before you got to them.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did. And like I say, one team picked one, the next team picked another one. And, and we sat there, you know, okay, we got two left. Well, no, we got zero left because these other two just got picked too. So yeah. that's where the, the when you set your board starting in December like we do, you set it and you stay with it because you can't control what's going to happen before you're yeah. picked. Yeah. So therefore you got to, you know, stick with your board.
3: Yeah, and injury becomes a play when somebody that you really like gets injured. Injured, you got to find that out before the draft, don't you? Or, or best you can.
2: Yeah, and that's the, probably the biggest thing a wimp about the combine is get the medical information. Yeah. Now, all of the players are there. You know, yeah, they work out on the field. Yeah, we get a chance to talk to them 15 or 20 minutes in interviews and stuff like that. But the medical information that we get, you know, because they have to provide the background of and all their injuries. So that information is so, so valuable and important to us. And that's the number one thing of the combine. You know, everybody talk well, about the guy running the 40 or whether he can jump or, you know, how well he throws or catches or, yeah, that's all yeah. well and good, yeah. but that medical information yeah. is key. Yeah,
3: I like I like so and so, but the rumors out he's got a bad hip. And so you know, you try to run that. you try to you know, he's yeah, we'll he, he's out. got a bad foot or something. That, 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 we'll that, find that, nobody really like, go ahead, that go ahead.
2: No, 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 no. If, if And like I said, our area scouts, they know about whether a guy's got some injury because they get a chance to talk to the trainers. Okay. They're on campus. So, okay. So they have that information. So, therefore, now we get to the combine, we can get all those things checked out. Okay.
3: So, in other words, when you get, you're pretty much, your your, your area guy pretty much is in close to know whether that hip is, is good enough or bad enough or you need a pass on him or that stuff like that, I guess.
2: Exactly right. They'll they'll provide that information, and then we'll have our team doctor actually take a look at it. And we have medical grades, just like we have uh, grades for the players on the field. We have medical grades that we look at. And hey, if the doctor come back and say this guy has this grade, then we we won't take him. You know, we'll just have to go to the next guy. Because history has proven that that medical information what the doctor has is true. It is it's very important, but it's true. Well, I'm, I'm tired of all that. Let's go back to Alabama and you
3: uh, before we before we close. Um, the, the best the best games that you the games that you enjoyed the most uh, playing the coach at Alabama, Coach um, Bryant. Tell. Your experience at Alabama—I know our listeners want to hear about yeah. that. Before we let you go,
2: <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, the, first of all, my very first game was here at, at, against Maryland at Maryland when I was a freshman. And, really? Um, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't start the first play, but I was in there on the second play. You know, that's what <laughs> Coach Bryant wanted. But uh, you know, a lot of great games. One of the games I remember the most is my uh, senior year. We went out to USC, and they—I would think—went. On that field that day on both teams, it might have been 30 to 35 first or second-round draft picks that played that day. And uh, we came away with a, with a 21-20 victory. Uh, so that one stands out. But, you know, anytime I never lost to LSU, Auburn, or Tennessee.
3: Never lost it. Not, not, one, not one game. To all. I was there. I can't remember that. You didn't? You didn't? Nope. 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 <laughs> LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee. Alabama never lost a game while you were playing? While I was playing, yep. Great. We did. Garden Sea. That was right there. I was right there watching all those cotton-picking games, <laughs> you know, and I didn't know that. Any, yep. any any, particular players that you think about that you enjoy playing with?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a lot of, well, you know, Johnny Davis is still my, he was my roommate, and we still are very close. I sp- talked to him the other day. Uh, cause we had a friend that passed away. Uh, you know, uh, Gus White, I mean, uh, EJ Jr., Richard Todd, um, Barry and Marty. Uh, I mean, it, the list goes on, you know, Oh, I know Richard
3: Todd, uh, he's a, he's, you know, he's lived in Florence
2: yeah, and uh, I, I see him when I go home when I, yeah, I have him occasionally on our show and, um, yep. Yeah. He's still so, good. So, yeah. So it was a lot of great players, uh, That was there. We had great teams, but it was a lot of good people, and that's why our relationships, you know, are still good to the day. Because you know, it was a certain type of guy that was being recruited by Coach Bryant. Seemed like we all had similar backgrounds, so I've maintained those relationships, you know, some 40 years later. Are you still playing golf? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I played. Yeah, you. you you have a place at Gulf Shores still? Yes, I still still have the place there here yeah, at, at uh Ono and I play uh you know, I see you over there at the P- used to used to, yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: play as much as I used to. Yeah, exactly. I can't play dead, but I keep playing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well you know what, it still a great game, you know. So yeah, I, I play and uh you know, I, I keep saying I'm gonna get better, but I don't know if I'll ever get any better. No, I do any enjoy- Going out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one shot at a time. You you, you gotta
3: you just gotta enjoy it. Well I, was, I tell you what, I appreciate you being on. I know you got a thousand things to do and I I've been wanting to have you on. I've been I know you've been busy and what a career you had and of course being from that same neck of the woods, um, I I appreciate it. And you ever talk to Leon?
2: I do. I talk to Liam very uh, often. You know, uh, we get a chance to chit chat and catch up. His brother John, I, I talk to him. So, yeah. yeah, we stay pretty close. Yep. Well, I thank you for being
3: on. I appreciate the whole. We had, that, that's a great as a great segment. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, I enjoy talking to you. All right. Thank you. Ozzie Newsom, one of the great players in the history of Alabama football, did not ever lose a
8: game. Not a game. That's pretty. In impressive. The years he played to Auburn
3: to LSU and to Tennessee. Our listeners will like that. We may, we may have a listener that wants to call in and say something. If he does, you can call in. We're about, about to be through. Go ahead. Uh, Noah, what?
8: Oh, I was just saying that's very impressive. Never lost a game. That's, yeah. that's pretty fascinating. All right, you want to get to break here and then come back and wrap up the show? Sure.
3: yeah, we'll, we'll get to break. If you have a caller wants to call in for a minute, call in. Take a break.
6: tied 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up the wreck on Lurling southbound on the bridge. Traffic moving there. We still have that gravel on the road at Wire Road out near Dudley Road at Coley. You need to seek an alternate route. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings now on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Wesley. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy
7: and noticeably cooler today. Look for periods of rain through tonight. The high today 67. Tonight's low 52. Tomorrow and Sunday, cloudy and very cool, some rain at times both days, highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9
8: app.
3: All right, we're back for the last segment. Okay, we're back. Um, If we have anybody that wants to call in and talk about uh, what Ozzy said or what Nate Oates said, Uh, we don't have much time, but we're happy for you to do so. Uh, I thought Ozzy gave us a a great rundown on what the pros do. It's always interesting to, to try to find out behind the scenes, besides their abilities on the field, what they do to try to get it, be darn sure they got the right kid. And I think the biggest thing is is injury. Uh nagging injuries, whether they're going to be nagging, whether they're going to affect your play. Um, um I think I think uh for example, uh you know, Tommy Reese, I think he's done a really good job at Alabama, you don't think so as a listener, but he knew early that uh that Milroe had a little bit of a nagging injury where the running wasn't gonna be quite as effective for him. And uh, they they got him as uh, healed up as best they could. And, of course, he ran the football a, a great deal against LSU, and a, that was a good win. I think Kentucky game tomorrow, uh, I tried to get the Kentucky writer on, couldn't. I uh, think Kentucky game tomorrow is is going to be, I don't know. I, I, always, I'm I always always scared of games where you think it's going to be an easy. I think most game, of you trap do. Game. Huh? Trap game. Yeah, we we'll have. It if it's a trap, a trap game. game, yeah. Yeah, it might be. Anyway, hope you all enjoyed the the segments that we had today and uh, appreciate y'all calling in, appreciate you listening to us, and we will talk to you again on Monday. That's it, Noah.
8: Sounds good. Good guest today. Good show. Thank you. All right, you have been listening to Inside the Locker Room here on Titer Hunt Point 9 and 1230 AM WTBC. We'll see you Monday.